Live from the Old Church Concert Hall in Portland, Oregon, it's Portland Story Theater's Urban Tellers. May the narrative be with you. So we all have places that resonate with us. It could be a place that we've been to once and that somehow touched us in some particular special way. And then there are the places that we've been to many times over a period of years that have kind of carved a place indelibly into ourselves, our soul, whatever it is you believe in. And for me, I have things in either category, but I would say the place that resonates the most for me is the ranch where I grew up. Um, it's located in uh, Northern California. It's about an hour and a half southeast of San Francisco. It's 90 acres up into the hills, those kind of tall, rolling, golden California hills. Uh, it's been in my family for generations. I grew up in a house that was built by my great-grandparents. And um, it's a beautiful place. It, there's nothing really like it. It's um, amongst those golden hills are trees, like oak trees, that I, as a kid I kind of thought looked like, sort of like burnt broccoli. Um, there's a lot of silence, the sound of wind blowing through the stiff oak leaves, uh, cows mooing in the background. At night, sometimes you can hear coyotes arguing with each other. And growing up, I would hear these stories told by my dad and his siblings, and they would tell stories of their parents spending time on this property and having adventures and growing up in the country. Um, so this was a really isolated place. It was five miles, it is, five miles up a, wi a windy one-lane road. And uh, it took 45 minutes to drive to school every day, each way. And as a kid, I was somebody who really uh, needed people. I needed connection. And for me, it was a hard place to grow up because uh, our nearest neighbors were a half mile away. And my parents were pretty introverted. They were like not, they would go into town and do the town stuff and then they would come back to the ranch and sort of hang out. And that was, that was how they wanted things to be. But I needed more, I needed more interaction. So I was, I was a lonely kid. Um, in addition, it's pretty common for uh, people who live on a piece of property like this that's in an isolated place to have a caretaker or a caretaker couple who live on the property and they kind of take care of the land and the animals and they um, fix things that are breaking because things are always breaking. And in my case, uh, my parents hired a new caretaker couple when I was about five years old. Um, and the man was supposed to do like conventionally man things, fix things and mow lawns and shit. And, uh, and the woman was supposed to babysit me and my brother, who was three years younger than me. And I remember the first time I met them, I actually remember meeting him, his name was George. And I remember because uh, I wanted to get away from him as quickly as possible. He, my little five-year-old gut, knew that something about him was bad or wrong and I felt scared of him. I felt repulsed by him. I felt confused. I didn't know why, but I just knew that I didn't want to be around him. Uh, one of George's uh, many jobs was to pick my brother and me up from school every afternoon and take that long winding drive back up into the hills. And sometime after I was five, after they were hired up until I was 12, he sexually abused me. 
off and on through the years. Um, up until I was 12, it, it stopped at that point because I, um, I won't go into detail, but essentially the abuse escalated a bit. And instead of uh, freezing and trying to run away or hide or, or disappear, for some reason I got pissed and I hit him and I ran out of the room. And somehow he never touched me again. And I'm so thankful for that moment because it was a moment for me, it was a triumphant moment, right? And um, it's a moment that I think back on and I'm proud of myself. But something, you know, kind of broke with that series of abuse. The ranch was not a safe place for me. As beautiful as it was, with all of the family history that I had grown up kind of hearing stories about, I didn't want to be there. And when I went away to college, I went to Maine, which is about as far from fucking California as you can get. <laughs> <laughs> and still be in the United States. Um, so I didn't come back to the ranch much for years. I would come back a little bit for parts of like school breaks. I um, sometimes in the summer for a little bit, but I just didn't really want to be there. It wasn't, it didn't feel right, it didn't feel good. And um, I stayed away. After I graduated from college, I went back to California for a year and then moved to Portland 23 years ago and have been here ever since. Um, and once I moved here, eventually I decided to go to grad school and uh, decided to be a psychologist and become a therapist. <clears throat> and I eventually met my cute husband, uh, who I like a lot still. Um, <laughs> And when we decided to get married, we thought, well, shit, let's get married at the ranch, man. Like, you know, this is the kind of place where people pay money to, like, get married because it's, like, beautiful and there's views and it's out in the country and blah, 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 but it was free. And we were like, yeah, let's do that. So we did that. We had about a four or five day kind of extended party experience that was very joyful and um, aided by copious alcohol consumption, some weed inhalation, and a mild use of Xanax. <laughs> just for the nerves, just a little bit. And um, in that period of four or five days, I had my family who I love, my, uh, my parents and my brother and my aunts and uncles and my cousins and all of that. But I also had my chosen family, my friends from undergrad and from grad school and just from having lived in Portland for 15 years at that point or however long, um, they all came together and it was this really wonderful celebration of just kind of lazing around by the pool and going for hikes and having, you know, the early cocktail and, um, and laughing and telling stories and there was just connection and love and companionship and all the things that I wanted as a kid that I needed that I didn't have. And after we, and also George was dead, I'm happy to report. The, the fucker died. Yes. Um, so it was, it was a beautiful week. And something started to shift after that experience. We went back to Portland, resumed our lives. Um, I started my career as a psychologist, and I decided actually to become a trauma therapist. So I began the very in-depth process of learning how to do that, because you don't want to fuck that up. And... Um, <laughs> And 
in that process, I learned a lot about myself. It's, it's a lot of experiential kind of training. And so you have to take bits of your own life and apply them to learning these techniques and methods that are gonna help people change and grow and heal. And, you know, it was happening to me too. And while that was happening, I was also, um, you know, that shift with the ranch had started to happen. And Bill and I would go and spend our um, times off there. We'd take, you know, a week off unpaid because I'm self-employed, fucking A. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> and we would, you know, we'd spend a week or two weeks and we'd bring our dogs and we'd swim in the pool and we'd go for hikes and we'd sleep and we'd eat and do all those fun things. And slowly my sense of that place shifted and it wasn't just all the shitty shit memories of my childhood of isolation and loneliness and shame and all that. There was also, you know, I remember uh, I love to read, and I grew up just with my nose in a book all the time, and, and escaping to these, um, into these stories and these places and these people who, you know, whose lives were completely different from mine, and it was a safe escape. It was an adaptive escape. And I remembered um, horses. You know, I learned to ride when I was a kid, probably five years old, around there. And I remember going off in these long rides with my parents up into the hills on my pony Snickers, who was just waiting for the time when we would turn around and head back to the barn and then she would take off. And my, my mom would yell instructions after me to tell me to stay on the horse. Um, and so memories like that started to kind of resurface. And I was having these lovely experiences with my cute husband when we would go and stay for vacation. And somehow the, the balance of the positive and the negative started to even out. And um, as I continued to evolve as a therapist, um, I decided, you know, I need a little um, self-care. I need to do some things that are gonna be relaxing and give me some joy and some distraction. And so I decided to go back uh, to horseback riding. So about five years ago, I started riding horses again. And just the, um, like the sound of their hooves hitting the ground and that delicious horse smell, I could just smell it all day long. Um, became another sort of resource for me and source of support and elicited more of those like positive memories of growing up. And a few years after that, I thought, you know, I know they do this thing where they like have horses and you do trauma therapy with horses. What the fuck is that? So I looked into that and then I got trained in that. And, um, and I learned how to have horses be my kind of co-therapist in sessions. And even if the client was sort of ambivalent, they were willing to try it. I was super psyched to have a horse in the session because <laughs> that made me happy. And, um, and it kind of took off. And as, that, as I became more practiced and gained more confidence, I could feel that this was actually, oh, this is what I want to do. Like it's, I want to be a therapist. No, I want to be a trauma therapist. No, I want to be an equine trauma therapist. And, um, Certain events have evolved in the last year or so where we're actually going to be moving back to the ranch in about a month. And uh, I'm going to start my own equine therapy program. And um, yeah, it's pretty cool. And so I'm going to invite people up that windy road, um, up into the hills with the burnt broccoli trees. And uh, people are going to come to learn about themselves and to heal and to grow the way I did. And I am going to reclaim my home with them. Thank you.